Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneke Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite systems and people create leverage in your business so in in the strategy compass model there's five stages and stage step five of those is about increasing the capability and capacity of your business and i break that down into another five areas so the first one being systems the second being cash and about having and which we've already alluded to the third one being advance or innovate we always have to be advancing or innovating the fourth one being leadership and culture and the fifth one being personal and team effectiveness so, you know, what systems do is able to uh, enable you to deliver consistency of quality of customer experience, consistency and quality of product or service output to that customer and enable you to replicate that time and time again through other people. And also with, um, you know, automation, whether that be technological automation, machine automation, enable you to be able to create a greater output. So, um, it, it is massively important in building capacity so that your business can accept and deliver on more and more sales and more orders. Hi, this is Henneko. I'm so glad you took the time to stop by today. In Jamaican parlance, walk one. Me glad to say a dial. This episode is sponsored by HennekeWatkinsPorter.com as well as the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Now on HennekeWatkinsPorter.com, you can visit us for blogs, resources, books, online podcast courses, podcasts, and more. If you are new to the Entrepreneur Liu podcast, be sure to check out past episodes with guests such as John Lee Dumas, Patrice Washington, Seth Godin, Richard Branson, Amy Porterfield, and a host of other game changers. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors, and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. And now, here's today's episode. The essence of strategy is choosing what not to do. Michael Porter. Greetings, my peak performer. I trust that you are doing great wherever in the world you are listening right now. Welcome to episode 181 of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. I'm Henneke Watkiss Porter. Today's episode is with Gavin Preston. Now, Gavin is an inspirational speaker, business strategist, author, business growth mentor, and, a, and host rather of the Business Mastermind podcasts. He works with business owners and entrepreneurs to double their business in a year. Yes, you heard me, double their business in a year. His new book, Survive and Thrive, How to Secure, Scale and Succeed in Business, 
is a collection of practical tools and techniques that he has been successfully implementing with businesses over the last decade. Now, Gavin has worked with a wide range of businesses and multinational corporations like Ford, Carphone Warehouse, the Royal Bank of Scotland, and the United Nations, even the Metropolitan Police. So I'm really looking forward to the conversation that we'll be having surrounding the strategic compass, a framework to propel your business into a huge growth trajectory. Welcome, Gavin. Thank you, Hanukkah, for having me. I'm so excited to join you on your show. I'm excited to have you too. And before we get into the nitty gritty of our conversation, do you know any Jamaican words or phrases? No, I don't. I actually sailed across the Atlantic and spent some time in St. Lucia. I spent some time in the BVIs, but I've not actually had the privilege, oh, and the Bahamas, but I've not had the privilege of coming to Jamaica. So please share with me, teach me some uh, Jamaican words. Yeah, you got to fix that, man. So we say no problem, man, right? No Everything, problem. No, no problem, man. Everything is all right. Irie. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay, let's move in. Let's talk about your own start story, Gavin, how you got into business and why. I got into business because from a child, you know, childhood age of 15, I got, well, two things happened in parallel. My dad was in his own business. He was uh, very interested in entrepreneurialism and business growth, and he was in sales in particular. And in addition to the conversations that we had around the dinner table uh, as a child growing up, the second aspect was I got really into personal growth and development because at the age of 15, he handed me a book called The Success System That Never Fails by W. Clement Stone. And in it was a quote from his mate, W. Clement Stone's best friend or good friend, Napoleon Hill of Think and Grow Rich. And the quote was, what the mind can conceive, believe, the mind can achieve, the famous Napoleon Hill quote. And... My dad said to me when I was studying for my um, GCSE exams in the UK at the age of 15, 16, he, my dad said to me, think about getting your nine A's at GCSE and say to yourself 50 times a day, what the mind can conceive and believe the mind can achieve and think about the nine A's. And I went, okay, dad, I didn't know any different. And I did that. I got my nine and A's and it blew my mind. And I was hooked from there on in on the round personal development, personal growth, mindset. So I had that in conjunction with a real exposure to business through training with KPMG and qualifying with them as a chartered accountant. And I found a way to bring them both together, both these areas of interest, business and helping businesses to grow and the mindset stuff to really coach business owners to scale and grow. Mm, interesting. So whatever the minds can conceive, indeed, it can achieve. I wholeheartedly believe that. So what are some of the things from an earlier age that you have been um, conceptualizing so that they are now, you're now looking at them, staring them in the face happening right, right around you? Oh, wow. Oh, I'll give you an example where I live now. So I live on the North uh, North Wales coast in the UK um, in a place called Daganwy. And I, I had been a big fan of for some time of visualization, actually from the age of, you know, of 15, 16, reading those two books, you know, Success System That Never Fails and Napoleon Hill and visualization came out really strong for me. And um, I used to live in the, the English Lake District in a place called Windermere, which was beautiful. And I remember some time ago, um, coming on a, a, a short break, at, a weekend break down to the North Wales coast and driving around and loving being by the sea because sailing's a massive part of my life. And I remember specifically saying 
um, to the partner I had at the time that if there was anywhere else in the UK I would like to live other than where I was living in Windermere or right down on the south coast, um, it would be, of all places, Deganwy. And um, some years later, when I... Um, you know, met and fell in love with and married the, 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 my, my wife. Uh, we looked in the area because she was from Conway and it was the house that we found was in Deganway. And it was only some time later that I remembered this original conversation and thought process. And I am living in the very place I sent out the intention where I wanted to live. Mm, interesting. So visualizing, be seizing your mind's eye, and then eventually you begin to, you know, it begins to materialize. And, and so it's important what we think about, you know, that we think whatever things uh, is pure, whatever things are pure, just honest and true, we shall think about those things. Uh, abso- so, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So if you want to scale your business, um, what are some of the things that you need to get first? Because we're going to be talking about, you know, this framework. So let's kind of ease into it a bit. You know, what are some of the things that we need to get right first as we're thinking about scaling? So you first need to secure your platform for growth. You need growth is hungry on cash. Growth is hungry on people. It's demanding on people. It's demanding on the systems in an organization. So first of all, to secure that uh, platform for growth, you need to look at um, your cash reserves, your cash flow planning, cash flow forecasting, and make sure that you've got enough working capital in the business. You need to sort of tighten up, make sure that you're not losing unnecessary expenditure, you know, losing money out of your business. So looking at your cost base and tightening that up so that you're maximizing your profit. And then looking at how the people in the business, the right people for the business, and are your systems and processes ready for you to be able to cope with greater transactional volume, greater demand in your business. So in my book, Survive and Thrive, um, How to Secure, Scale and Succeed in Business, part one, the survive part, is this all about the things you need to do to sort out the cash, to maximize your profit here and now so that your business is not only surviving, but it's you built a solid platform ready for growth. Or the other analogy I use, because I did, as I mentioned in the opening that I sailed across the Atlantic, the other, the, the other analogy that I use is if you're got if you've got leaks in your boat before you go across a, an ocean you need to make sure your boat is seaworthy for that voyage of growth and discovery and in a business terms you need to make sure that your your basic business fundamentals are sound before you start to uh, give it the challenges of growth mm-hmm. so you talk about leakages what are some or where are some of the areas that entrepreneurs you know business owners perhaps um, have a lot of leakage but they're not even recognizing well, one thing is um, stability around cash flow, and you know, businesses. I've seen businesses many times that are fundamentally sound. They've got good profitability, but they go bust because they've run out of cash. Whether that a big customer has gone bust on them and it's taken them down with them, or whether they've just started to grow too quickly and there is more money tied up in raw materials and waiting to be paid from customers, and you've still got to pay out money to employees and to suppliers and you know you've got in any one week you could have more money going out than you've got coming in and you've got insufficient funds available so really good accurate cash flow forecasting over the next three six even nine twelve months is really important for businesses if they want to scale and in my experience if you think oh in order to be able to grow 
I'm going to need a certain amount of extra working capital in my business some more, you know, whether it's through bank loan or overdraft or invoice financing to be able to do it, um, you're probably going to need at least half more than you thought you would. So that's one area. I think in a business over time, particularly in the world of subscription models and software as a service, we can start to take on a lot of extra costs that creep up over time, whether it's software, whether it's um, office space that's either not ideal, whether it's subscriptions, whether it's water cooler costs or whatever it might be, that there are things that can increase over time. We might not renegotiate the best deal on utility supply or on mobile phones or whatever it might be. So to go through down your your sort of cost base to say um, what are the things that we can reduce that are no longer essential or the direct debits that we can stop that are no longer essential and I think also as we go through a world or we experience a world that the global economy is being massively impacted by COVID-19 and lockdowns around the planet I think more and more you'll see businesses shifting more of their cost base from fixed cost to variable cost. So what I mean by that, they might sort of finish off on um, sort of expensive office or shop leases as people are working more from home. You'll see businesses reducing their employee headcount and they will be employing up to, in terms of full-time employees, they'll be employing up to their troughs in demand and they will be fulfilling their peaks in demand through freelancers, through the gig economy, through subcontractors. So those are some of the things you can do right now to get you fit for growth and particularly in an uncertain, you know, global environment. Mm -hmm. You you talk about um, a business framework and of course for growth and there's no way we can talk about that without um, touching on something that you've already alluded to, which is the systems and processes that business owners will will implement. Let's talk a little about that. how important is it and how can they go about systemizing their business in a way that will be uh, beneficial to growth? Yeah, it's increasingly important, you know, um, systems and people create leverage in your business. So in, in the strategy compass model, there's five stages and stage step five of those is about increasing the capability and capacity of your business. And I break that down into another five areas. So the first one being systems, the second being cash and about having, and which we've already alluded to. The third one being advance or innovate. We always have to be advancing or innovating. The fourth one being leadership and culture. And the fifth one being personal and team effectiveness. So, you know, what systems do is able to uh, enable you to deliver consistency of quality of customer experience, consistency and quality of product or service output to that customer and enable you to replicate that time and time again through other people and also with um, you know automation whether that be technological automation machine automation enable you to be able to create a greater output so um, it is massively important in building capacity so that your business can accept and deliver on more and more sales and more orders. And you touched on something that is kind of hard to measure, right? Uh, culture and team effectiveness and so on. Well, you can measure team effectiveness, but in terms of from a mental and mindset perspective, let's touch a little on that. You know, how important is setting the right uh, cultural framework so that um, team, team, teams know exactly what they're supposed to be expecting and moving forward, you know, in the direction of the leadership? 
Yeah, I think it's massively important, and particularly at times when we've got a lot of uncertainty out there in the marketplace, and people are personal employees and senior managers, or and even business owners are feeling um, apprehensive and really nervous of, and uh, about the uh, the uncertainty and what that means to their livelihoods. So. Um, the role of the founder or the owner, the leader of the business is to be able to set direction, but it's also to be able to engage the hearts, the minds, the souls of the people working for them and point them in a direction. And this links very closely to culture and leadership is the first stage of the strategy compass is about purpose. We all need a North star. What are we up to? What are we aiming for? And particularly when, you know, back to my sailing analogy, if our, GPS navigational instruments would have uh, broken down or over the crossing of the Atlantic, we still had a sextant on board so we could have navigated by the stars to get ourselves to St. Lucia. And we, 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 so even in respective of the weather systems, the storms that came through, we would have adjusted an alter course to best avoid bad weather, but we still would be locked on to our ultimate destination. And that's what leadership is about right now, is that we need to have a purpose in our business about what we're up to in the world and the difference that we're making to our customers and our customers' customers. And when we're clear on what that sort of star is, that North Star, it can help us stay focused on where we're heading, even though we might have to have short-term changes of courses, uh, of course, to deal with what's happening right now. And if we show up in our business uncertain, if we show up hesitant, if we show up nervous, apprehensive and scared, that's going to convey through, uh, communicate throughout the whole of the organization. You know, they say that a fish rots from its head and we, we need to be making sure that we're creating a nimble and agile culture of people that are engaged with what we're doing and who are who embrace change because, you know, we're having to change at an ever-increasing uh, pace at the moment. Mm-hmm. As you talk about a, a nimble and agile culture, um, how what do you mean exactly by that? It was interesting. There's an article I, I, I put out. I put out a podcast earlier. What well, actually will go out on Thursday of this week that uh, was talking about how we increase our adaptability as an organisation. And um, I specifically was drawing on an article by Bain Consulting, and they were saying that. And, I, and I'll paraphrase what they were saying that. But in order to create an agile, sorry, an adaptable culture, there was they they had three areas that they then had three sub areas so there was nine points but i'll just go through the three areas one is direction having clarity of where you're heading so that kind of piece of i was talking about the north star the second was being able to flex your capacity so i've already alluded to that and being able to flex your resource that you bring to bear on a project or uh, flex your you know uh, hire vehicles instead of buy them for example and then creating a change orientated culture so this is a culture that really accepts but not only accepts but embraces look we're going to have to innovate we're going to have to change we're going to have to try something and if it doesn't work we try something else the the idea that we used to plan and then execute and now we're going to be having to do a really quick iterative process of try something if it doesn't work try something else if it doesn't work so the mindset of individuals in that business need to be this is need to be up for that this is what's necessary in order for us to adapt to survive and then ultimately to to thrive Mm-hmm. So to, to sail on your navigation analogy for a bit, Gavin, um, you know, 
it, it, to weather the storms, you really need to know where you're going, where that ship is sailing to, so that you can properly navigate, you know, lest you be tossed about by, by the storm that, that come. Now, in terms of a, you know, the goal setting approach, businesses setting goals and so on, talk to us a little about that because, you know, I find that sometimes people just go on a whim and fancy and do whatever they want to do without having setting the right goals. Yeah, for sure. I, I did a two-year speaking tour for HSBC Bank in the UK and um, we did 84 events over the whole of the UK over two years. And every audience I asked, who put your hand up, who here has late, clearly written down and articulated goals for the next one, two, three years? And surprisingly, in every single of those 84 um, venues, only 20% of the room put their hands up. And it just was a really stark reminder to me that most people keep running the same year again and again, and they just win as many sales as they can, and they don't necessarily set a destination. And hey, when we switch on a sat nav or, or the app on our phones, um, after we've we've powered it up, we put a very specific destination in of where we're heading. And irrespective of any traffic jams or roadblocks that we might get on the way, roadworks the sat-nav will divert us around it to ultimately best speed get us to that destination that we want to get to. But in order to do that, you, you still need that, that that postcode or very specific address to get to. And business owners need to say, well, where is it that we want to be in a year, in three years, et cetera. And, and for some business owners, the, the, the three to five year time frame could be, I, I want to be finding an exit. I want to be selling my business or I want to have developed a succession in my business so my team can run it and I can and, and I can step back and enjoy other projects. Mm-hmm. As we look at the strategic compass, um, some of the things that we've not yet touched on, what is missing uh, from that compass, from that direction that we need to be going to, you know, propel our business to that growth trajectory that we're looking for? Mindset is critical. Mindset, and I've often I found is the difference that makes the difference in shifting or increasing the growth trajectory of a business. So um, yes, it's absolutely imperative. I share a number of mindset tools. I've already spoken about visualization. We talk about um, how we can shift somebody's identity, who they see themselves at. So if the identity they see themselves is somebody that's struggling operating a local business and they actually would love to operate a successful um, international business, um, then they need to be telling a different story of themselves. And particularly if they've had setbacks over over recent months, it's very easy to start to tell a story of being a victim. And I think we should rewrite our own Hollywood story, our own comeback story, where we are the victor, the hero of the story. And we're, we're writing a version of ourselves and a version of a, our business of where we want it to be. So I encourage my clients, and I do this on a daily basis, that I read out the version of where I'm heading my business, the, the future version of myself and my business. And um, it it's it's really locking my subconscious onto the direction that I'm heading. Then I supplement that with visualizations of not only seeing, but feeling what it would be like to live that reality. And day by day in every way, I get a bit that, that bit closer to achieving that goal. And that's something that I've really worked on with my clients around mindset. And it's really opened up their minds to 
the art of the possible, possible about what they could really achieve, not only in their business, but in their personal lives as well and, and with their family and with their health. Mm-hmm. As I listen to you talk, something came into my mind and is that the, the comeback is always better than the setback. What I love personal, that. What a great line. <laughs> what personal setback, thank you, have you um, experienced, Gavin, as you go through business? Yeah, I think a, a, a big one um, a couple of years ago. So I paused my sort of coaching consultancy work and I went to join the board of um, a, a business in the construction sector, a, mecha- a mechanical and electrical contracting business. And we set some very uh, ambitious or aggressive targets to take the business from 11 million turnover to 50 million turnover in five years. My job was to build the functional capability in that business. So I didn't have a background in, in, in construction, but I had a background in knowing what to do to scale a business. So I was responsible for strategy, for marketing, for HR, for finance, for legal. And we were growing well. We, we grew from 11.5 million to 19 million in 18 months. And um, then our biggest customer went went bust and owed us one point nine million pound and went bust and took us out with it. So, you know, some investors and some business people will say, "How many times have you cycled?" And what they're meaning by have you had the experience of the rise and then the demise? And yeah, it was a heck of a setback. It was a very stressful experience and it was horrible to see it happen to everybody in the business. I learned a lot from it. I've got um, a lot of post-mortem in my thought process afterwards and know what we could have changed and what we what we couldn't have changed. And we did a lot of things right, but evidently we didn't do it all right. And, uh, and, and the consequence for that business, unfortunately, was very upsetting and it was terminal. So yeah, that was a pretty big setback. Mm-hmm. And so you talk about some lessons, you've learned some lessons from that. Perhaps you can share one of that. And how did you really get back out of, you know, come back from that, that major setback right there? Okay. So one of the lessons was um, they were this particular customer that went down without went bust. Um, we kept putting us off by saying, yes, we're going to pay you. We're going to pay you. So we asked for a meeting with their board of directors. And we sat down with the board of directors in front of their top team, including the the financial director. And he was aggressive and he was aggressive and he flipped it back around and saying, why are you asking about us um, when actually we're worried about your cash flow? And at the time he was so confident, he was so composed. He was saying that, you know, we've got extra funding from private equity. We've got um, X million pound credit line we can tap into what you don't. And I didn't, now I would think, hold on, the best form of defense is attack because that's exactly what he did. And I would say, okay, can you evidence, can you demonstrate to us this line of credit that you've got for for private equity? Because he was evidently, you know, bluffing and um, it didn't have the substance or it didn't materialize. So I took him at face value. I looked him in the eyes and he, he, he convinced me. Uh, I, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't um, fall for that without seeing the evidence in the future, and I would also have, I guess, the experience and the wisdom to go. Hmm, that's interesting. Why are you suddenly attacking me or us as a team? What's that about then? And I think that's one of the most um, uh, profoundly uh, uh, insightful coaching, sophisticated coaching questions I've ever uh, been taught and used is. So what's that all about then? You know, to ask yourself in that moment, he's getting really aggressive. So why is he doing that? 
And then if I had that presence of mind at that time, I would have probably had that phrase, the best form of um, defense is attack. And I would have dealt with that differently. Um, the second part to your question, Hannah, is that how did I come back from that? Was um, I decided that where my what had been really missing in the 18 months, two years of doing that from a purpose point of view was the joy and the fulfillment of really helping clients to turn their business around and to scale it and grow it. So I reconnected with some of my clients and I think from my previous clients and one of them was having some challenges. Uh, a, a previous member of their finance team uh, hadn't been up to the job and he was looking, uh, he had a very serious cash flow challenge himself that he was facing. And in eight or nine months, we turned that business around. We took him from a five hundred thousand pound hole in his profitability, in his cash flow, sorry, to money in the bank at the end of the year to a profitable business at the end of the year. So that was quite uh, a rewarding project to turn around. And then with the podcast, the Business Mastermind podcast as a base, it provided a new platform that has generated more leads. And I've uh, worked with other clients since. Mm-hmm. Sounds fantastic. Great story that you have, you know, uh, as a testament to your experience. Now, Gavin, we are about to wrap. So I'm going to ask you just to share your final thoughts around this subject and um, perhaps share your contact information. I know you also have giveaways for our audience. You can share that as well. Yeah, sure. So, you know, in any stage of any in the, in, in the market, so in any sector, in any country, in any stage of an economic cycle, there are always businesses that outperform the market. And what I've done with Survive and Thrive, how to secure, scale and succeed in business is pull together a number of different concepts from different areas, marketing and mindset and strategy and the operational stuff to scale a business along with purpose and accountability. I put all these topics together into one place to to share with you a model that I've tried and tested over years now that I've got to help businesses to scale and grow. You know, it's 25 years of work, but you know, I wrote it because I wanted to find and experience more stability that I'd had as a child from, from my dad's earnings and incomes in his business. And that I'd had in the early stages of my career. So, um, There'll be many people listening to this who are in a business who put their heart and soul into their business and sacrifice time with their family, sacrifice their health as a result of it. And I wanted to help them find the the strategy, the route, the pathway to to growing their business so that they could get it back on their terms. So to find out more, go to www.surviveandthrive.cc. So that that is surviveandthrive.cc. I cover the cost of the book. The book's free. You just cover the, uh, the cost of shipping and handling. Oh, very good, Gavin. Gavin Preston, thank you so much for sharing your insights and your experience with my community. I have learned a lot from you and I look forward to when this episode goes live, of course, and um, wishing you all the best on your onward journey. Thank you so much, Hannah. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. And thank you, my people, for tuning into this episode with Gavin Preston. I certainly look forward to connecting with you next week. But in the meantime, you can connect with me for all things podcasting, whether it's books, coaching, online courses, etc. by visiting hennicottwhatisportion.com, sending me a WhatsApp on the icon. The WhatsApp comes directly to my phone, so you'll hear from me. I look forward to hearing from you. And my point of hope this week is trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lead on, lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will straight make straight your paths. Proverbs 3 verse 5. What good 